Again, it's day number three. Uh, Margot Robbie held hostage. Um, uh, and the good news is we don't talk about that at all uh, on today's podcast. But we do address what's happening in Texas. Uh, we are, I think, at a constitutional crisis, or at least it will be called one and our president will make it one. Um, but the Texas governor on the border was very clear. The Constitution says the federal government has control of the border. But it also says if the federal government decides to not enforce uh, against an invasion, which Lieutenant, or which the uh, governor of Texas has declared, then Texas has the responsibility and can take that responsibility from the feds. It's all constitutional, but what does it mean and how will it play out? All on today's uh, podcast. Also, Tammy Nobles joins us. Uh, her daughter was horribly raped and killed by a 17-year-old illegal immigrant who had the tattoo, visible tattoos of MS-13 uh, on his body. They didn't. They could have made a simple phone call to his home country, El Salvador, and they would have found he's got a bad record. 17-year-old, he is. They, they just lose him in the system. He shows up and uh, rapes and kills her daughter. And what she's doing about it is the fascinating part. She's standing up and suing the government. Her story and so much more on today's podcast. Right after I tell you about Relief Factor. I used to live with horrible pain every single day. And if you've done it, you know how much it just drains all the color out of your world. I tried everything to get it to go away. Sure, you have too if you're in this situation. Thankfully, I found out about Relief Factor and that changed my world. I got my life back. If you're dealing with pain and you've tried everything, maybe today's the day you should try Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a daily supplement. It helps your body fight that pain, and it's 100% drug-free. It was developed by doctors to eliminate or reduce pain. Over a million people now have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order it again. So see how Relief Factor can help you. With their three-week Quick Start Kit, 1995 comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. 800, the number four, relief, relieffactor.com. Here's a podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Oh, there are so many things uh, going on with our open borders. Uh, you know, and you know what? Before we go on, let me apologize for something, because when I say I made a mistake, you know, I always tell you first. So let me start the uh, let me start this segment with a with a deep apology. You know, we've been playing this um, this uh, clip of the Middle Eastern uh, migrant who says, like, you know, soon you'll know who I am. Do we have that clip? Can we play that, please? If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're gonna know who I am. Now, I immediately jump to a guy coming across our border, sounding Middle Eastern with that kind of arrogance. I immediately go, you know, our government can't vet you. Uh, He sounds like a terrorist. How bigoted, how unbelievably bigoted, how, how hateful of me. You know, what if he's not an Islamic extremist? What if he's the guy 
who Joe Biden has been waiting for because he has the cure for cancer. Because, you know, we've been waiting now three years. Joe Biden said he was going to cure it in his term. Uh, and this guy's, you know, he has the answer, but he's sitting over in Iran. It's not easy to get the president on. the. It's not even easy to get a phone call from Iran to the United States. You know, he could be beheaded. Hey, what are you doing calling uh, the United States? I got the cure for cancer. I was trying to get it to him. So he can't. He, he's got to be quiet about it. He's trying to get across the border because you'll know his name. He said, you know, you're not smart enough. I don't run in the cancer doctor circles, so I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe that is that even I mean, why wouldn't I jump to that? It's cancer we're talking about. Of course he comes across the border illegally. Legal immigration takes so very long, you know? Or maybe he's, you know, one of the best you know, shawarma chefs out there. Okay. You know, yeah, he's possible. He's making that meat. And he's probably from France. I heard his accent, and I immediately think the guy's from the Middle East. Have you been to France lately? Most French people now sound like that. I don't know what happened to the accent, but they all sound like that. And I immediately say, oh, he's from the Middle East. No, he's probably from France, and he is a great shawarma chef guy. And he's like, I'm the next Gordon Ramsay, and here you are calling me a racist. <sighs> Uh, and a terrorist. I know who the racist is, and I don't know who the terrorist is because you're you're saying this simple shawarma chef from France is. What if he's the world's best chess player? I didn't. That didn't even occur to me. World's best chess. Remember what he said. If you're smart, you know who I am. Now it takes a lot of smarts to be a chess nerd. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, you know. I don't know, but if you play competitive chess, you better watch out because in the end, to you, he probably is a terrorist, murdering pawns and kings and rooks left and right, higgledy-piggledy, diagonally. You know, he's coming for you. Uh, or, or this. Did you notice how melodramatic he was when he's like, you are not smart enough to know. Soon you will know. It's like Mr. DeMille, I'm... I'm ready for my close-up. Maybe this guy's a great, I don't know, dancer or actor, you know, and he's just trying to get to Broadway or Hollywood. I mean, he's probably a great actor, you know, and practically the face of DEI. I can guarantee you the next Netflix show, that's probably who this guy is, next Netflix show or Broadway musical, we'll all know his name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How did I not remember... I mean, I think that shows how bigoted I was. I should have known and remembered. Soon you'll know my name. Oh, my gosh. Fame. So, wanted to start with the apology. Um, <laughs> it's good, to, it's good to, to start with that, to let people know. Hey, uh, I'm not perfect. No. We make mistakes, and, yeah. and now we have a chess-playing uh, dancer. Dancer. Swarma chef, chef. Who cured cancer. And, right. And they're here. And, and he's definitely French. So well, yeah, obviously French. Yeah, clearly. I mean, how did I miss that French accent? Anyway, um, the uh, GDP report is expected to show the uh, U.S. economy at kind of a crossroads, like, ah! or it's getting better. One of the two. 
uh, and that's coming out today. Um, it did come out, didn't it? I think they're saying that the, the annual rate was something like 2.5. The fourth quarter was 3.3% growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the year, I believe it was 2.5%. Oh. So one economist calling that stellar. Stellar? Like what? Where mm. have our expectations gone that 2.5% yeah. would be stellar? Yeah. But apparently stellar yeah. is how we're supposed to think of that. So Bidenomics is working. Is Glenn. working. Well, they're actually saying uh, Bank of America said, you know, this is it, the economy is uh, slowing. Um, and, you know, that's because consumers are out of money. Uh, and so, you know, they they're just running out of money and they're running out of space on their credit cards. So it is slowing. However, however. Goldman Sachs came out and say, you know, if we look at the full year GDP, uh, you know, and we're at 2.8, what they think is really happening is, no, we're not collapsing. Yeah, nobody has any money or anything. But the government, the federal, state, and local governments are spending so much that, uh, you know, the Q3 growth was a full percentage point up. And uh, that was because of government spending. So, and you know, when the government spends money, oh, that is sustainable, you know? It can, they can just keep spending it and that creates jobs and they're making a great product of, um, uh, well, they're making things and, uh, and that's really great. By the way, since the government got involved in our healthcare, which has been, oh, I don't know, forever, um, you know, the goal of the Obama administration was to fundamentally transform America and they had to do it. They had to start with healthcare because things were out of control. Remember, you'd have like a three to 5% increase, you know, and you'd be like, this is crazy. And so Obama stepped in and he gave us Obamacare because we were going to save all kinds of money. Um, but, uh, hmm. The state of New York's public health cost has increased uh, now 48 billion to 109 billion, but that's just from 2019 to 2023. So the uh, the the health costs uh, for New Yorkers is now up 78 percent in the last three years. So I don't think that's uh... also in the show prep today. You will see that the uh, European Central Bank is asking the banks to monitor social media for early signs of bank runs. Now, this is something we told you about two years ago in uh, one of the, I think, the first book of uh, the uh, World Economic Forum and ESG. They were saying that they'll have to shut down people who are giving you mis- and disinformation about what was happening in the economy, even if they were right, because they could upset the balance uh, of things and they could cause bank runs. So now uh, social media, because it can amplify shocks to liquidity, and that's what I think about social media all the time. I think, man, the shocks to liquidity that could come at any time. So they're now monitoring, not that the banks are having any problems. No, 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 they're not saying that. They're just saying, Look out because somebody could start a bank run. 
Why would they have any problems in the middle of a stellar economy, Glenn? I don't. I know. Uh, you know this is how people crazy don't understand it. They don't understand. Theories, right. I wish they just understand that their financial <sighs> future is so much more bright than they understand yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's the that's the problem with all these people. By the way, uh, the gu- the, uh, the mayor of New York, he is great. He's just declared a new environmental crisis, and. Uh, you're thinking, what, could the world get hotter than it is already? Oh, yeah, sure it is. But there's a new environmental toxin that is out there, and it's uh, social media. Hmm? <clears throat> hmm? Now, I can't stand social media, but I, how is it an environmental toxin? Uh, because it's in the environment, you know, it's out there in the environment. And yeah. who else is out there in the environment besides everything? Uh, people. And especially children, the most vulnerable. Do you not care about children? No, no I, I care so about they're, children. So they're breathing in this environmental toxin uh, every day, and it's making them sad and depressed. And uh, quite honestly, these social media companies are predatory, just like the banks were. And they're, they're deniers, too. And so it's an environmental toxin, and uh, it needs to be regulated. Just that doesn't this doesn't highlight at all an example of why these rules get misused, right? Like, no, this isn't a, an example of like, well, what if we don't like something? We call it a toxin. Is it in the environment? Sure. Let's let's regulate it. Hey, the environmental crisis is expanding. Mm. OK. And I hate social media I hate with social every media. fiber of my everything being everything he said about social media i'm fine about with. not giving it to kids yeah you know holding these companies accountable i'm 100 percent. but an environmental emergency and it's a new environmental toxin uh which has done more damage than acid rain could ever have i mean well the earth was destroyed by acid rain but we we struggled through it and we Rebuilt the earth um, somehow, but now a new one. That's uh, that's fun. Things can be both boring and important, right? And I think we've forgotten this recently. Boring and important are an important in- intersection in our lives, mm-hmm. and process falls right in the middle of that. Process is boring, but it's important. So when you decide I don't like social media, you don't retroactively reverse engineer uh, something that might kind of fit into some law to get it done no matter how how you want to you have to follow the process and the law to get to the outcomes that you want and sometimes the process and the law won't allow you to have what you want sometimes if you really want student loan debt to go away you can't have it what if i make a public private partnership with Mm. like everybody in the media no you know and the banks no you still have the constitution that stands in the way yeah that old dusty thing we got to get rid of that that is you know it's an it's another environmental toxin quite honestly quite honestly the constitution is an environmental toxin it's in the environment it's old it's dusty oh yeah think of the dust you're breathing in when you go see that damn Mm -hmm. thing uh that's that we can get this all thrown out if we could just figure that out is it in the environment Yes. Of course it is. Of course it is. Is it toxic? Yeah. Dust is toxic. It's at super so, le- Almost everything is toxic at some high level. Right. Water is toxic at some high level. So, 
So just everything is water part of the environment. Damn right it is. Damn right it is. Let's ban water. Ban water. Ban water. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, let me uh, let me tell you what's what's going on. Greg Abbott yesterday wrote a letter uh, to the American people and to uh, the president and uh, defined his authority uh, and the authority of the United States. So here's what he wrote. Let me give you the whole letter uh, from Governor Greg Abbott, January 24th, 2024. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. Yesterday we were talking about on this program, uh, is the Constitution a suicide pact? You know, you joined in and you said, oh, these are the laws. And states didn't want to join. And when they didn't want to join, they said, okay, what's your problem? Well, I don't believe you're actually going to, you know, hold these rights. I don't believe you're going to hold the line. And so the first step was to add the Bill of Rights. And that was because the states were pushing back saying, I don't believe a federal government. They had just come out of the war with England who violated every right. Let's restate these so we are very clear on the rights of the people, the rights of the states, and the shackles that are on the uh, government, the federal government. When it comes to the states coming in, they were afraid that because it was a, you know, a, a weak federal government, and the federal government in the Constitution has the responsibility to protect the borders. But the states said, but what happens if you don't? We need to have the authority to be able to protect our own border, just in case somebody comes in and starts crossing our border and it's a, you know, it's an, uh, it's an invasion. Now, of course, they were thinking about an invasion of an army, but this is the textbook definition of invasion if you look at what China planned to do to invade Russia. They thought if there was ever a war with Russia and they wanted to collapse Russia, all they had to do was send uh, a million people over the border on day one and have them all surrender. Day two, another million would cross the border into Russia and surrender. Day three, the, a third, again, three million people now, another million would cross the border, surrender. They said by the end of the week, our invasion plan of Russia would collapse Russia. Well, that's exactly what's happening. So he said, the executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and, have even, and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I, Greg Abbott, 
delivered to him personally by hand, the president has ignored Texas' demand that he performs his constitutional duties. President Biden, therefore, has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. By wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. I always get that wrong. Is it right? The Rio Grande or Rio Grande? Uh, It's Rico Suave. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That is the population that is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. And that's the 6 million, not the 10. This illegal refusal to protect the United States has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That's why the framers included both Article 4, Section 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion and article one section 10 clause three which acknowledges quote the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders arizona versus united states blah 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 the failure of the biden administration to fulfill its duties imposed by article four section four has triggered Article 1 and Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves this state to the right of self-defense. For that reason, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. The authority is the supreme law of the land, and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. He is declaring the Constitution covers this. He's pointing out where it covers this, how it covers this, and that now the federal government has no authority because they failed to do their duty, and he has declared an invasion. That authority is supreme law of the land supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that constitutional authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. 
Sincerely, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas. So what does this mean? Well, it means a constitutional crisis because now we have a state declaring its constitutional right to protect itself and the government saying, you can't do that. Also, the, the uh, National Guard can be called out by a governor, but a National Guard is still under the authority of the president. So I don't know how that works, um, but there's plenty of Americans and Texans that will you know, sign up to protect the border. Not vigilantes, but enough uh, security, enough police officers, former police officers that would go and, and join that um, if they were serious about stopping illegals from coming in. Now, Biden says, well, he just can't get the money. I just can't get the money. I, I you know, I'd love to do it, but Congress won't give me the money to increase the number of. It's not about the number of border agents. It's allowing them to do their job. They're not babysitters. They're, they are taking their time and taking people to and fro to uh, NGOs that then put them on buses and ship them all over the country. Last night I did a TV show and they sell tracked the routes. And if you look at where these immigrants are going, mainly they're going back east. Um, but the flow is incredible. I mean, it looks like a human body with the artery system in the veins. It is an invasion of this country. And everybody knows it. Sanctuary cities are saying, I, we can't handle it. It's going to collapse us. You as a state have a right if the federal government fails to do its constitutional duty, which we all know it has, they failed to do it. This isn't a Trump problem. Trump had this under control. Biden came in in day one and completely, uh, through executive order, overturned everything that Trump had done. We saw it, and it's only getting worse now. Our government through NGOs, public-private partnerships, I showed you last night, it is stunning what the UN alone is doing, and we're paying for it. They are intentionally moving people from South America, uh, Central America, and Mexico into the United States. This is all part of the UN and the WEF, which Joe Biden is fundamentally signed on for and leading the world. So do they have the right to do this? Well, Ted Cruz says, yep, DeSantis has signed on, and I believe there are four other states. Are there not? Uh, DeSantis said the Constitution really made states powerless to defend themselves against an invasion. It would never have been ratified in the first place, and Texas, certainly a, a republic. You have to understand, we weren't a commonwealth. Texas was a republic. It was a country. It's the only one in the union. 
they had no reason to join the United States. They wanted to, but they needed to make sure. This is why Texas, the Lone Star State, has just a different attitude here. Because from the beginning, it's like, we'll join, but we're still Texas. Um, And they would have never signed on if they didn't have the right to supersede the government in protecting its borders if the government failed on their job. Um, So he's saying Texas is upholding the law while Biden is flouting. Um, We have five states because you can, in your state, join by declaring an invasion When you do that, then your state has the ability, the legal constitutional authority to protect itself. That's what needs to happen. Right now, everybody is just blaming Texas. What what has Texas done? By the way, well, they got to stop. He sent like 200 buses. Do Do you realize, do you not realize that your tax dollars are paying for buses every single day? That your tax, have you been to the airport lately? Have you seen people come in? They have no ID. They have no drivers. They have nothing, no identification at all. And they're being loaded onto the plane with you. You have to take off your shoes and your belt. You have to have the proper ID. You're on a list. All of this stuff. They just come up. Nobody knows who they are. But the federal government is paying for that, your tax dollars. So don't blame Texas. Blame the federal government. You have people that are overwhelming your city, and it's going to happen in all cities. It's Cloward and Piven. They're going to overwhelm the system. And unless you say no, no more, and you don't wait around for Washington to do it, unless your state declares an invasion, you're going to be overrun. This is the time for the states to stand together. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. It is my sad honor to introduce you to um, a mom, uh, a mom of Kayla Hamilton. Um, Tammy Nobles. Hello, Tammy. Hi. Thank you for having me. You bet. Um, so, Tammy, tell, tell me, you live in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, yeah. And uh, your daughter, tell me about her. Um, Kayla was born on July 24th, 2002. She was very loving and just so sweet, and she loved animals. She loved to help people. She just loved to laugh and just enjoyed life. The best song that describes Kayla, we actually played at her memorial, was Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> that is all she wanted to do was have fun. And... Um, she had autism. Yes, she had high functioning autism, 
which was Asperger's, but they don't use that term anymore. So they put them all under autism. Okay. And she was determined to, you know, live her life and, and, and live independently. And when she was working, she had two jobs. So she, she was a good girl and she's living on her own and she's living in a trailer, right? Yes. They were renting a room in a trailer okay. her and her boyfriend. And there was another family that they knew was living there. There was an illegal, we found out later that there was a illegal immigrant who owned the trailers and she was renting out rooms to other illegal aliens. Yes, and to regular, you know, to American citizens also. Right. She did not, I don't know if she knew that he was a minor. She more likely did not check. She did not check his criminal record or anything. She just allowed him to live there. Well, his, the, it, the murderer's half-brother called her up and asked if she had any rooms for rent because the half-brother could not handle him anymore. And she said, yes, we do. Oh my God. Um, and she picked Kayla's trailer and he was only living there for five days. So he was there before. for, he was there for five days. Kayla just had celebrated a couple of days before her 20th birthday. She yeah. didn't really know this guy. And um, he was an illegal alien. The uh, The government let him pass through. Didn't I mean, it was pretty obvious he was not a good guy because he had visible MS-13 uh, gang tattoos uh, on his body. They were visible. Um, that's, I mean... That's the easiest way to find out, but they didn't stop him. In fact, they helped him get to, um, uh, I think, Maryland or Virginia, and uh, that's when he moved into the trailer. So, yes, they, yeah, they did not verify his sponsor. They don't even know who they gave him to. It, um, Jim Jor Congressman Jim Jordan did a report. They don't know if it was male, female, dad, aunt, cousin. Jeez. They don't even know who they gave this kid to, and they didn't even follow up because he had problems at the sponsor's home, and then he ended up living with his half-brother and had problems there and ended up with living with Kayla. Kayla and her boyfriend did not like him. They felt something was off, and mm. he would smoke pot in the house, and Kayla did not like that. But she never said anything because she didn't want to cause any issues. Um, and they were going to try to look for another place to live. But five days, I mean, you can't, you know, find stuff right. that quickly. So tell me as much as you can, Stan, what happened in July? So July 27th, I just got off from work thinking it was a normal day and I get a call from Aberdeen police department saying that my daughter was found deceased consistent with the homicide. That was like the worst news that a parent can ever get. Um, 
she had been strangled. There was a struggle, and they found her on the floor of her on her bedroom floor. They don't understand why, but her hands were loosely um, tied in front of her, and he used her iPod charger to strangle her. Um, she just got off the night shift. And she was sleeping. Um, she always kept her bath, her her bedroom door locked. And he busted in there, broke into her room. I'm sure he scared her because she was sleeping. She calls her boyfriend, and he grabs her iPod charger, and he misses her neck, gets it around her face, and the phone drops and goes to voicemail and there is, I will never be able to mm. listen to the voicemail. Um, it was two minutes and 30 seconds of him strangling her and her struggling. Oh my gosh. And after he strangles her, he rapes her and just after she's he, dead, after she died. Yeah. He rapes her. Um, and he robs her of $6, and her phone is missing. We don't even know where her phone is. I don't know what he did with it. And he goes to lunch with his half-brother like nothing happened. He kept creeping around the trailer looking to see if anybody found her. And the boy, her boyfriend comes home from work like a normal day. And finds her on the floor dead. He uses his teeth to get the cords off. He thinks he could save her, but it's already too late. And the detectives were questioning him and everybody in the trailer. And her boyfriend pointed out the MS-13 gang member and said, that's our roommate right there. And he's still creeping around. And... They didn't have enough to detain him, but they were questioning him, and they did ask ICE if they could hold him until the DNA evidence came back, and ICE just told them, no, we cannot. Oh, my gosh. So, guess who gets to have him? Child Protective Services in Maryland. Child Protective Services told the detectives that they were going to put him in a secure location because they knew what he did, that he was a main suspect in a premeditated murder case. And when they went to go arrest him on January 14th, like in the evening, um, well, finally, they did get the enough evidence back that there was DNA evidence, mm -hmm. and they went to go look for him on January 15th at the, um, they found out that CPS put him in an unsecure children's home with other children. Oh, my they gosh. Went, so they went to go get him at this children's home, and the Texas were like, this is secured. Like there was no adults around kids running around. Come to find out they went to ask if he was there 
one of the adults there was like, no, he's gone. And the detectives were like, well, where did he go? They had no clue where he was put. They had no record who signed him out or anything. Just someone just came and picked him up. They called his half brother to tell him that, oh, yeah, we got some property of your brother's. Um, we would like to return to him. And they ended up arresting him at a foster home where CPS put him. Tammy Nobles is with us. She's talking about the loss of her, uh, her daughter, Kayla. Uh, at the hands of a 17-year-old illegal immigrant gang member, MS-13, uh, uh, and she is now suing the DHS over her daughter's death. Um, why are you doing that? I mean, I'm sorry to ask you that question. I, I'm pretty sure I know, but why are you decided to take on the government? I feel that they were responsible in the wrongful death of my daughter, all they had to do was lift up his shirt. They did not. Or make that one phone call to El Salvador to find out that he was a MS-13 gang member. He was on the list as MS-13 gang member, and he had a criminal record in 2020 for illicit gang activity. They did not check. So they didn't lift the shirt. They didn't make the phone call. They didn't even have him go with a verified sponsor, and they just allowed him to go from Texas to Maryland. And I felt like I had a case. I felt like her death could have been prevented if they would have just followed the proper protocols. Yeah. And they didn't. And they failed Kayla, and now I'm without a daughter. I just want to see some change, and I'm hoping for me to bring awareness and to show them that I'm not going to take this line down. My daughter deserves better. You filed a hundred million dollar lawsuit. You have good lawyers. Yes, I do. Um, he is actually in California. His name is Brian Claypool. Um, he is a civil rights lawyer and he did research on it. Yeah. I, I hope he is one of the best uh, in the country. You've got quite a, a storm ahead of you, but you have a great case. And it is time that somebody stands up. And I think there should be more parents that join you that have lost their children uh, to illegals. Uh, I hope that people join you in your effort because it, it it's way beyond time that this stops. Um, you are trying to raise, I think, $10,000, uh, just to pay for the travel of the meetings with the prosecutor and, uh, you know, the Airbnb for the court case, which they say will take two to three weeks. I bet it goes on more than that. Um, you've already raised $3,700. Um, I want to give the audience, let me see if I have it here. Give the audience the address, just go to GoFundMe. And type in Bring Kayla Hamilton Justice. Bring Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A, Bring Kayla Hamilton Justice. Um, Tammy, we're going to keep up with you, if you don't mind, and, and follow the case. And uh, I, I can't tell you how ripped apart everybody on my staff that has heard your story. Uh, we are all just 
beside herself. We can't imagine being in your shoes. The worst nightmare for any parent. Um, but to know that our own government is responsible for it is just obscene. Just obscene. Tammy, best of luck. Thank you for having me. You bet. Tammy Nobles, suing the DHS. She's not looking to get rich. She's just trying to raise money so she can travel and everything else for the attorneys and everything else. She just testified in front of Congress. Um, But the goal for her fundraising is $10,000. That's easy for this audience to do. If you find this a worthy cause, go to GoFundMe, Bring Kayla Hamilton Justice. Bring Kayla Hamilton Justice at GoFundMe.com.